Harrison, have you ever had a dream that you were on a podcast? Well, that was probably me. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> if you are watching this episode, if you're dream walking into this, into our podcast, then you are clicked on the Folkman Entertainment Podcast. And we are going to be talking about, what are we going to talk, be talking about, Harrison? What, what, what um, we got so there? today we are going to be discussing uh, two things. The finale for Moon Knight and the new MCU movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, both of which I am very eager to talk about. Absolutely, I am as well. It, dude, oh my god, like Marvel has, I don't know about you guys, but well, maybe not for Moon Knight, but for Doctor Strange, Marvel has freaking outdone themselves this time around. Oh yeah, Mr. Action in the House. Mr. Oh, Drama my. has left the apartment. Well, well, we, we thank you for jumping in for, uh, as, for as short as it was. But also, maybe... do you know what? It's kind of fun that Multiverse of Madness comes down to mom. Yeah, right. Doctor Strange, mom. <laughs> Doctor Strange, the mom movie. Oh, no, it's mom. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, guys. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, we, we, as, as Harrison also said, we are going to be checking out Moon Knight. But yeah, so I figure because this one is the bigger news and it's the bigger thing, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange first. So here, let me do this real quick. And boom. Now you guys know. Anyone who jumps in, we got Multiverse of Mana spoilers. Oh, dear God, Mr. Action. Fly for me, that was mid. I, okay, some bits I, I will agree with. Some bits I won't. So yeah, but we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Right now, we are going to be getting into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So, you know, Harrison, since I know I can, I think I'm going to say this is probably without a doubt your favorite MCU movie. <laughs> I think it very well may be. I was thinking about the other MCU movies and yeah, there are so many wonderful ones. I love Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but this movie, it's not only is it goth as all hell, it's all full of witchcraft, devilry and sorcery. Um, it's very uh, heavy metal. Yeah, no, like I thought that we were getting some crazy, like, some metal cover albums, like with Moon Knight, you know, with him him sitting there with the, the Khonshu statue doing that shit, or him, like, with the moon behind him doing all that. I thought that was cool. Nah, dude, we're getting, like, we get Wanda in the orchard full of, like, dead trees and, like, the red blood moon in the background, like, all red and fun. Oh, it was beautiful. That, like, it's movie. the Kalid Wilds from Elden Ring. It's insane when that happens. Yeah, it's oh, it's so cool. But but not only is it so cool like that, it's also like a really bitching adventure movie that like goes across everywhere, all these different worlds, loads of different characters, and a huge journey. And like I haven't seen like it was a bigger adventure movie to me than some of the other Marvel movies that have come out lately. You know, like bigger than Eternals, and Eternals goes across the world. I would I would agree with that. It's definitely bigger than Eternals. Now, here's my question to you. Do you think it's bigger than Spider-Man No Way Home? I prefer it to Spider-Man No Way Home. I think maybe it is a bit bigger. But there's loads to love about Spider-Man No Way Home. But I think because, like, it just doesn't have that sort of journey kind of feel to it. You know, like, like Guardians of the Galaxy has that, where it's got that feeling that, like, Star Wars has, where, you know, it starts at one place and you go on a very long journey to get to the end. And, like, Multiverse of Madness has that. Whereas, like, you know, uh, No Way Home is more kind of localized because they all come to him. It's more like just a very, very stressful weekend. Okay, yeah, no, I, I get that. And with this one, yeah, Doctor Strange is going all over the damn place. Like, uh, 
let's see, I, I forget what's the what's like the like uh the sorcerer palace like the place where he trains oh, oh uh so um oh oh goodness that's come out of my head i was going to say the source um the uh sanctum sanctorum but of course you're talking more about uh krav maga taj mahal it's neither of those things um uh kamartaj kamartaj thank you <laughs> yeah see, i see i was looking for that i'm like what the yeah but dude that entire thing we get to go from kamartaj to the sanctum sanctorum to alternate sanctum sanctorums alternate universes like we go to the apparently like the scarlet which is thrown in like some like the, the original place where the dark hold was transcribed yeah like what looks like a level from uh god of war Kinda, like, I'm, yeah. I'm like i'm pretty sure if you go there there's like a combat challenge and then you can unlock a rune mm -hmm. which okay so yeah we have there's so much to go through like we have we there i'm someone's gonna ask you first is probably what was your favorite scene like where <laughs> where what what was the probably your best or, or your top your like your top three favorite scenes oh okay um let's go with one that we you and i've just discussed and i think it's a big scene for both of us so let's go with um the scene where hmm, the scene where reed richards and professor x are revealed oh like, yeah because really like that scene in itself, that whole section is is wonderful as a whole. That single scene is mostly just good for the sort of like, oh, they did it, oh, they did it. Um, so yeah, first you get you get Reed Richards turned up, and it's John Krasinski, and I was like, yeah, great casting. I was happy. I couldn't believe they, we've been talking about it for years. I could not actually believe that they a actually put it in the movie and b made it John Krasinski. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, it's 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 really fantastic to see that. I was I was so happy. It was really fun to see Reed Richards having a go at Doctor Strange for like interfering in other multiverses. Since I know there are storylines about Reed Richards doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm um, like, yeah, that was good. Uh, let's go ahead and say uh, with Professor X. Did you did you hear it? Did you hear it the second he came out? The da -na 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 -na. Just, oh just, no, I didn't. I didn't notice the music. Oh no. Like, yeah, for like a second, you can hear the fucking original '90s uh, music, like that <laughs> that riff. You can hear it when he comes out, and he's in the freaking wheelchair, the yellow wheelchair. I was so happy to see that chair. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was slightly scared to see Patrick Stewart. I was like, oh, oh, Pat, you're getting old. Um, but yeah, it was so good to see him. I was like, there we go. Something that we have discussed on this podcast about this show before. Some uh, skepticism out there about whether Mar uh, Disney is doing anything with Fantastic Four and with X-Men. Yes. Yes, they are. Absolutely. And the fact that we got... So, like, let's go ahead and go over the entire Illuminati. So we got Black Bolt. We got Reed Richards. Uh, Mr. Or Captain... Or not Captain. We got uh, Professor X. We got... Uh, Monica, not Monica Rambo. We got Maria Rambo, uh, uh, Captain Marvel, Captain yep. Carter, and then uh, I think I, and then Mordo. Then we got Mordo. Mordo. Yeah. So yeah, we got the Illuminati, and then presumably there might have been a Tony Stark because there were also Ultron uh, robots everywhere. Yes, like this planet where it seems like Ultron might have kind of worked. Yeah, Ultron would seem to work out well because yeah, he's not he's not like running the world, and there's so many questions about that universe alone, but. Like it was just, uh, I, w I would I would love to find out where the X Men fit into all that, like where Captain or Captain Carter comes in there and how all that. But uh, yeah, like I think the way they did they did the Illuminati was really was really well done. 
and I was surprised to see Black Bolt in there. Like the the fact that they added the they saw fit to add the Inhumans, which I don't know anyone who's anyone who's watching this. I don't know if you guys saw the Hulu version of uh, Inhumans. <laughs> wasn't great. Yeah, I I heard bad things directly from you about that, so I hadn't checked it out. But it was really cool to see him and to see them like just immediately do Black Bolt stuff. They were like, "Hey, he's got this one shtick that everyone loves. Do it, Black Bolt." Oh God. Okay, yeah. When I talk about that, see how the Illuminati gets completely and utterly wrecked. Yeah, like, no time at all. <laughs> that's that's probably I think my favorite scene because that was the scene where it truly became a horror movie to me. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, yeah, she's a little scary fighting some sorcerers. Yeah, she's a little scary, like chasing this little girl. And we can talk about America Chavez in a minute, but but yeah, like having this whole thing of of that. But I think it truly came to a horror movie when she gets rid. Like, oh, a black bolt could could kill you with one word from his lips. What lips? And he's sitting there like, oh, oh. like he goes all freaking Matrix for a second, like freaking out about it, no mouth. And then he like, I love how he make, he goes, and like his because his his shit has nowhere to go, it pops out of his ear. Like, it's it's incredible the way his skull kind of deflates after that happens. Yeah. It's oh, it was so good. And then yeah, then Reed Richards gets pulled into individual noodles. Yeah, and then like I like how at the very end when it gets to his head, like you see that red little pop, and I'm like, I don't know if that was his like life force or his brain or, but it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, like once she once she like noodles his head, you see that like magic thing happen that she does, and it's just that is oh, it's messed up. And yeah, I, 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 so I mentioned this before we got on air. I find it a little strange how uh, Captain Carter is like one of the ones who survives that whole thing. I'm like, you think that if of the t- of those like Black Bolt, Reed Richards, and Captain Carter, you think those two would would last before she did? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I guess so. I I, I suppose Captain Carter is kind of like like an equivalent for Captain America. So I don't know if they're trying to get across, you know, like, uh, you know, a situation that Captain America could, you know, kind of try and survive as long as he could, because, you know, he's got the stuff. He's got what it takes that I guess Captain Carter could do it as well. Um, I don't know. I, I liked Captain Carter's death. <laughs> like, yeah. I like that she like she gives it a good old college try. And uh, yeah, Wanderers just, no, 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 no. I cut you in half with yeah, your own shield. Yeah. Oh, and it was, yeah, that was messed up. I think uh, I I don't know um, who do you think had the worst death? Pro- I'm going to say probably Black Bolt. I don't know. I think Reed Richards because his was much slower. Like Black Bolt was like scared and then did something and didn't even know he was dead. Yeah, it was. Like, it was yeah, that's true. It was too late. He freaked out and he was just. It was too late. Yeah, Reed Richards just got picked to pieces. <laughs> and I I think even for a stretchy man, that's pretty terrible. That's true. He was like also- a string cheese. Also, I I like that uh scene or that part where she where he tells him like Wanda like I understand I have children of my own which I thought that was kind of cool they make reference to the, to him and Sue Storm's kids and then yeah. also I love that the part that comes right after that is like do your children have a mother it's like yes good someone will be around to raise them I'm like oh <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah yeah just Wanda does not care <laughs> like she has shown like she she's a good person asterisk like for the second you start getting in her way of like oh i want my children i want my boyfriend i want this that or the other, she's instantly like nope like I, I don't care about your life anymore oh man and that, that was a good well go ahead go ahead go ahead well was there, that, that, that's two sort of favorite scenes i was trying to think of some more uh favorite scenes to bring up um let's say you know i the springs to mind the zombie dr strange pretty fantastic 
Um, the whole fight with the sort of dark spirits that happens is cool. I love that, that it's like, I love the way they turn it around. It's like, you're the master of the mystic arts. Use them. And I was like, oh, damn. Um, partly because it reminds me of like a, a novel by Clive Barker, a horror author who wrote these novels like called The Great and Secret Show, which is all about the ma- same sort of deal of like magic and different universes. And it's like kind of just horror because like you can't understand how different it is. And they have a similar guy who controls the dead and uses them to his bidding. Hmm. So yeah, that's cool. I, I did enjoy that. I thought that was going to do... So honestly, I thought they were going to do a lot more different stuff with the multiverse. And I kind of like how they... I, I honestly thought we were going to get zombie Doctor Strange like showing up from the zombie multi or from the zombie what-if universe, you know? And I like how they did that where he takes control of his already dead body. And and that, yeah, you're right. That thing with the demons like attacking him and being like, you know, you you broke the laws of magic or some whatever bullshit. Like, I thought that was great. And then he ends up using them as his cape. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's so that was, good. That was so cool. And, so, go, go ahead. It's another place where they had so many good little kind of Sam Raimi touches because, like I said, those voices are kind of similar to, like, uh, Army of Darkness skeletons, like, just messing with you. Yeah, see, I, that felt very much like a lot of the scenery... A lot of the, uh, the the CGI, like all the monsters, a lot of like what we saw felt very Sam Raimi. And like you mentioned it yourself, is that when when Wanda gets uh, uh, when the other Wanda, like the, the alternate universe Wanda gets uh, possessed the first time, like there's a part where like the where Wanda's like spirit is like watching her from behind the stairs, and like the camera is doing. We, we see her first person view of that, and the, you're right, that felt very Evil Dead. And so Sam Raimi, like he, man, he went whole hog on this, like. Let's go ahead and talk about that for a minute. How just how good of a choice it was to put Sam Raimi in charge of a Marvel movie. Wow, like I I think I was a bit worried because you know like <sighs> Marvel can ruin a movie, like 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 it can happen. Like we've seen where movies just don't work out, um, but like they just let him have fun. It seems like they really let Sam Raimi do what Sam Raimi was doing. Even like um, I kind of liked that the very beginning of it actually felt like a Spider Man movie. Like where he's at the um, wedding, and then like something happens in the streets of New York, and he has to put his cape on and jump out. And I was like, oh yeah, like you could just have Peter Parker doing this exact scene. I suppose, yeah. Which that was actually kind of cool too. I, I did enjoy that. Like he sees, you know, screaming and and sirens going off and shit. And so what does he do? He jumps into action as Doctor Str- as the superhero. Which it it, it kind of makes the idea that you know that kind of stuff happens like it. All right. What I'm, what I think I'm trying to say is that it makes the idea that this stuff is like a very common thing. And I, like, no one is at this point is phased by the idea of that Doctor Strange just, you know, jumps into action to go save the day from a from a monster. But when was the last time you saw it? Like, I, I, <laughs> I enjoy that in in that it's like a car, it's like a cartoon or a comic book. It makes it normalizes the idea of superheroes. But it it also like, damn it, where where did all this other stuff happen off screen that people are just like okay with Doctor Strange, and now he's in his you know, and now he's flying away all magic style. Yeah, that that is odd. And there was a moment earlier in the wedding where that asshole just turns up. Um, yeah, this is like, like I, I think that's the dude from the first Doctor Strange movie. He's like another surgeon or something like that. He was like one of his rivals. But yeah, he goes, yeah. oh yeah, you're the greatest superhero. Like he, he like insinuates that he's like, or he like implies that he's not a good superhero, or he's like, or that he's like a shitty superhero. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Well, how many? How many? Oh yeah, you gave Thanos the time stone and saved the universe. I'm like, dude, fuck you! How, how many times have you saved the universe? 
Well, and one thing I thought was weird was he did that whole like, ah, oh, so there was the only only the one way, was it? And I was like, does does the whole world know about this story? Do they know about the whole yeah. like just did one? He, exactly. Did he do like a press release or something where he went out and told people that? So this is how the universe. So first, I had to give him the time stone, which caused him to snap. And then, don't worry, guys, because we all got you back. Like, <laughs> like, did he tell people? And the question really is, when did he tell people? Because I feel like Doctor Strange wouldn't have fan like you know how Christine she says how her husband. It's like, I know it's embarrassing, but he's a big fan and he wants to talk to you. And I'm like, I, would he be a fan? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm like, surprised a lot of this stuff isn't kept secret. Like, like, cause all the stuff that doesn't happen in like the public view, I'm surprised that, you know, anyone lets them know about like what actually happened in space. I would have thought that yeah, the public would like have all of that hidden from them. Exactly. Like, watch when we get down to the to like a secret invasion movie, we're gonna find out that people that there was a big old press release about the scrolls back in the nineties, and just nobody talked about it. Yeah, like if Doctor Strange has big fans, I'm surprised people aren't turning up at Sanctum Sanctorum, you know, like asking for spells and stuff. Right. I, I'm to be fair, I'm sure he could probably protect himself somehow. Yeah, but that, but that's a good point. Is that like when he was looking for stuff, he it was like sorcerers were this secret thing that nobody knew about. Nowadays, it's apparently everyone knows because oh well, Doctor Strange is a superhero. Of course he, yeah, sorcerers. That everyone knows about those. I'm like, but, but I mean, like, nah, dude, you're right. If if that was a thing, there'd be people like Ned, you know, from like he was a, he he found out he saw some sparks from his hands. He's like, dude, I'm a sorcerer now. There'd be people like him all over the place trying to to learn sorcery from Doctor Strange. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, you know, and it's I think it's completely reasonable that some of those things would just be redacted because, like, I think most stuff. Does I've thought that that's a lot of what Shield's work is is trying to like suppress everything that ever happened, you know. And I'm sure Sword would have done the same with uh, so, the hex that happened. Exactly. So that's my only problem is that like watch, but it's going to turn out that Westview was like so was on the news later on, and uh, but we just never talked about it and it just never came up because it's not important for the story. But I'm like, you know, I feel like it, it, when you shoehorn that kind of stuff in, it it just kind of makes it a little weird for me because. On the, because on the one hand, again, I like it that that they're trying to make the thing of like, all right, superheroes are normal. The, the MCU is just like, we have superheroes and, you know, whatever. We're all just cool with it. But at the same time, when you watch these movies and where they take place and how long it takes place from, from each one, I'm like, I don't know, man. You guys make it seem like it's all just normal. I'm like, nah, I don't know. It's it's, yeah. a small, it's a small thing. It's a small thing, but, I'm just, but that's all I'm saying. Yeah, like I think the MCU is saying it up like that. And to be honest, the world of the comic books often like you have to allow for that sort of stuff. Because even when you're reading comics, if you did the whole like cinema sin style, like exactly what would happen in real life, none of the superheroes would ever have any peace. At least, see, my thing is at least with comic books, at least they they give you like 50, 60 issues to flush out what happens. Like when you know when something happens on the news, it's not like that just pops up out of nowhere. You've had like thirty issues prior to that to show you what's what led up to this. That's true. Yeah, that is true. So, but but anyway, moving on. Let's go ahead and get back to the to the movie itself. Like, uh, what do you think of America Chavez, and like how they how they put her in here? I kind of like America Chavez. Like, um, I think America Chavez basically serves the purpose that she needs to in the plot very well. Like, I, I can't say that, you know, like, she's sort of something that wins, you know, a character that really wins me over during the whole movie, but she is definitely not a character that um, I dislike. Like, she doesn't annoy me or anything like that, like so many kind of companion characters like this do. Yeah, see, and I found it kind of interesting is that, yeah, like, she's, it's definitely, she's definitely a side character, but they also kind of find a way to make her, like, share screen time, which I found interesting, 
is I didn't hate the fact that she was on screen as much or as, or even more sometimes than Doctor Strange. Like, that was that was actually kind of cool. Like, they made her kind of the central thing is that, and her power of being able to travel through the multiverse, which that's a whole cool thing. I I really, I don't know if that, I have, it's kind of a Moon Knight situation here because I know nothing about this character. Never heard of her, never seen her. And as far as I know, she may, she may as well have never existed. Yeah, I've got exactly the same with that. So I'm just, I've just been doing this kind of, hmm. All right. I hope America Chavez is accurate. I'm sure if she's not, people will be upset about. It. I'm sure she probably isn't accurate in some places. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was I was fine with the character. I'm trying to think of like a good example of um who America Chavez reminds me of. Because this whole movie reminds me of like a, an adventure film like um like Time Bandits or like just, just where it's it's just about, you know, getting across someone. Oh, that's it. Uh Mad Max Fury Road. Derpy Gaming. This movie sucked. It, Whoa. What? Whoa. My, my okay. goodness. My what? What is your what is your argument? Show, show me your proof. How does it suck? I mean, yeah, I'm interested to know. Because, yeah, I had I had such a good time. It was it really was like a fun adventure, like, through. It reminded me of Mad Max Fury Road, in a way, of, like, how Mad Max is your main character and kind of guides you through it. But actually, like, a lot of the story is about Furiosa and the women that she's with and like a lot of the characters like that like it's kind of Wanda's story and America's there as well see I knew this is going to pop up eventually like the use of the Illuminati we talked about it a minute ago when we actually mentioned the Illuminati is that some people are not going to we're not going to like it because I think the original Illuminati it had did have Black Bolt had Professor X it had uh, Doctor Strange I believe uh, Tony Stark and then Namor and and Reed Richards uh, okay so yeah, they 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 changed it to Captain Marvel and then Captain Carter. So yeah, like some people didn't like that, and then not to mention the fact that the Illuminati gets owned in like that. I, yeah, I mean the way hmm. they did, I, I I would agree that yes, like I found that problem as well. We get like mentioning that Captain Carter was one of the last ones to survive, even though like she's probably what has one of the least amount of powers. But yeah, like I I still I'm I didn't hate it. I mean, it's a multiverse. It's not like it's not like this. The same universe that you know, like that's the beauty of the multiverse, guys. Is that this Illuminati is a different Illuminati than the one you're used to. Yeah, I I think I don't know what to do because like this is a problem that um, Marvel has in general. I think where they will use something too early, um, and they do it all the time. And like I kind of felt before that having. Wanda do the whole kind of House of M almost storyline was a little bit too early. Actually, you know. Bigger than that, I felt like the uh, that whole selling the soul to the devil Mephisto identity crisis story that they kind of used in No Way Home. I think it was too early to do that. I think you could have still done No Way Home without that. Um, yeah. So you're right. Like some of the stuff, like the using. Uh, you're right. The Mephisto thing for Spider Man, the House of M for uh, Wandavision. In this, I would say uh, you're right. The Illuminati. Like, I don't know if it's that they're using it too early. It's the fact that they're not really doing any kind of build up to it. Like there hasn't been any kind of like mention of it. Now, the beauty of that, though, I think, is that the, the way they did this Illuminati is that they did it in the alternate universe where it's like, you know, the red means go universe. So the beauty of that is that they don't necessarily that's not our Illuminati. Like they've already established that. Oh, yeah, your universe is 616. So in the MCU universe of, of universe 616, they could, in theory, have another Illuminati because they, they are supposed to have a. a a Fantastic Four show up later. There is talk of like the X Men 90s, I think 97, 94, 
whatever. Like there's that there's that cartoon X Men that's supposed to be coming out. So there's mm. no no telling what they're going to end up doing with that and how they might incorporate that into the MCU. That's true. Like, that so, is true, actually. Yeah. So if you guys didn't like the Illuminati that they did here, that's okay because it's not the real Illuminati. This is an alternate version of the Illuminati that got owned in a matter of seconds. Here, my. Derby Gaming says, my thoughts on this film, I compare it to the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths on drugs hmm. with better effects and costumes. Just sweet dreams are, are made of cheese. <laughs> I, I like that. Sweet dreams are made of cheese. Good good stuff. But like, I, it's kind of, I kind of agree with you on that one because, yeah, I, I watched some of the, infinite, uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths and it involved all kinds of stuff. Like even had like Burt Ward like fat old Burt Ward walking his dog, and he, like <laughs> the stuff happening. He's like, "Holy, you know, whatever nonsense thing he says." <laughs> Y'all spoiled the movie for me. Well, if you couldn't tell by the by the big like fuck off <laughs> here here you know I'm gonna do something crazy, something new on on the Fulcrum Entertainment podcast that we haven't done before. We're gonna have effects. <laughs> Oh, it's flashing back and forth. so if you couldn't tell before spoilers <laughs> anyway <laughs> i see it now well um yeah so i'm sorry we spoiled it for you uh prismeo prismeo i'm gonna say prismeo hmm. but yeah so let's see uh oh uh real quick what did you think of the set of the uh bruce campbell uh cameo uh yeah it was pretty good i was pretty happy with that i was um interesting that i was watching an interview with bruce campbell about the evil dead video game mm -hmm. and they said are you gonna be in multiverse of madness and he, and he interestingly said like uh sam is like cutting stuff out of the movie and having to put stuff in like right now you know you never know until the movie's released so i was honestly like we, may, we might not get it and then he turned up and i was like yeah and then he beat the heck out of himself and i was like that's good Sam Raimi sees his old friend who's like in his 70s now. He's like, hey, Bruce, punch yourself. So, yeah, I wonder how that conversation went down. It's just like Bruce Campbell is like, oh, dude, I got I got this. Boom. Just started like, <laughs> like or, he's just, or he's like, God damn it, Sam. I'm getting too old for this shit. People, people in the cinema were kind of annoyed at the, um, the second end credit scene. Oh, there was a second end credit scene. I didn't even. Oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the second end credit scene, right at the very end, is um, Bruce just stops hitting himself. It's like him like punching himself, and he goes, "It's over," and that's it. Like black screen, and everyone was just like really. This <laughs> like this whole cinema just went. Ah, oh. I, I, I'm glad I didn't stay for that one. I only stayed for the first one, but I would have totally watched it had he had he done that. And instead of saying it's over, he'd been like groovy. I would I would have been so happy. <laughs> All right, Derpy Gaming says, yeah, I compare this as a film or as a Marvel film to Iron Man 2 and, and 3 level disappointment. Well, Ooh, or wow. Iron Man 3, Ooh. okay, but Iron Man 2, Iron Man 2 was pretty good. I liked Iron Man 2. Like, you didn't like Sam Rockwell being Justin Hammer? Some people really don't like Iron Man 2. And I, I, I don't quite get it either. But like, I, no, I, I love this. I love this movie. I, I reminded me a lot of um, Thor Ragnarok. Like, yeah. How it's you know he kind of he goes on an adventure, meets new people, does some crazy stuff. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, and it goes balls to the walls with like the whole sorcery thing. Like between all right, so that scene we have between like so basically like the square off between sorcery and witchcraft, oh, yeah. uh, where Doctor Strange is fighting her. Like she, she, she he sends her into the mirror dimension, 
And what does she do? She freaking pulls herself out through like a, a reflection, all like Samara style. That was so cool. Yeah. Um, and there's that, there's a reminded me of that Doctor Who uh, episode that's all about like a monster that lives in reflections. Yeah, dude. Like that whole thing, like she get like, I, I kind of I equated either to Bloody Mary because they have this whole thing where they're like, get rid of the reflections. They have to cover up all the water's uh, reflections. Oh, and yeah. Before, and then there's like one part where she pulls herself out and she's all like exorcist, like, like doing yeah. that. Like, I'm like, what the? I, I really love it. I love that this movie has this whole theme running through it of like corruption of power and like how if you learn these magical secrets, like you become corrupted, even if you have good intentions. And like that's what's happened to Wanda, and you see it happening to other strangers, and then yeah. to Doctor Strange as he gets deeper into it. So good. Yeah. So I, mean, I do want to talk about what's up with that third eye, but here I want to I want to see what your reaction to this is. Yeah. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I, I mean, that's what well, Ragnarok was awful as story. It was comedy. Yes, it was comedy. I don't think it was awful as story. To be honest, I really enjoyed it. It like br brought new life into Thor. Like, made us like Thor, not just because he was funny, but I think as well, like, he went through a story that kind of we cared about. Yeah, like, he lost, I mean, he lost his hammer, he had to go, well, no, that was that was in the late, oh, you know, yeah, so there, there he is. He yeah, lost his, his hammer. hammer right at the beginning. Like, he lost his hammer, he had to come to terms with who he was without his hammer and without, without like, that very defining characteristic, and only to later on in the next movie to, to later get Stormbreak, I'm like, dude, that, without Thor Ragnarok, I'm like, I don't know, Endgame doesn't have, or Endgame and Infinity War don't have quite the same kick that they do without Thor Ragnarok, in my opinion. Yeah, I think like, I think the thing that makes me sad with Thor is that when you compare Thor Ragnarok with the first two movies, you can go, oh, it's like, you know, he didn't learn his lesson from the earlier movies, you know, when he first had uh, Mjolnir taken away from him and everything. But like, I think that's more just those movies were bad. <laughs> it's more of reflection on how bad those movies were than uh, Thor Ragnarok is. Mm -hmm. I yeah I agree and honestly so there's one there's only one argument that I think I've seen people that I truly understand it that when you say that Thor Ragnarok you know fucked up you know oh it fucked up Planet Hulk or it fucked up you know, like this that and there's one that I understand it's that Korg it's I love Korg don't get me wrong I think that Taika Waititi's version of Korg is hilarious but if you apparently if you read the comic books version of Korg if you watch like there's a movie there's an animated film for Planet Hulk out there if you watch Korg's version in there. He is completely different and like like they kind of fucked like they they completely did like a 180 on his character. So I kind of get that. Like Meek Korg and like the the other fighters, the other gladiators. I'm like, okay, yeah. you guys kind of screwed that up. But I mean, like it, that's the thing, is Taika Waititi was doing his own thing. Like he was he was he was rubbing some Taika Waititi on it. The, like the I have to say, a lot of the Planet Hulk stuff, I agree. I am disappointed because I love Planet Hulk. That book's mm. fantastic. Um, but I it feels like the Planet Hulk stuff, it's, it's almost like a, a Planet Hulk skin than it actually being any attempt at a Planet Hulk movie. It just happens yeah. that Hulk's there and they're like, oh, and make this character a big rock guy and make this one an insect because they were in that comic book where yeah, he was a gladiator. Thing. And then same thing for Ragnarok. He says he was disappointed with it because it's a really serious storyline and they made it into a comedy. That I can appreciate. I, you know, That is one of those things of, if you're like me and you weren't really aware of the that storyline, then you don't get disappointed, but I can completely see how they do that. And again, kind of a thing that I, I almost sort of wish the MCU wasn't trying to do comic storylines sometimes because they, they twist them up too much. Yeah, I, I get that. But again, in my mind, I think it's that 
or so they they they, they took Taika Waititi and they were like, all right, how are we going to do, how are we going to put the Hulk, how are we going to take the, the Hulk and Thor and put them in a movie together? And that's what he did. He took he took two well-known storylines and decided to mix them into one. And then again, put his own weird like version of comedy on it. Like mm. that's not for everybody, but I'm like, that's the kind of thing about, about the MCU these days is that we just, we just spent like uh, 10 minutes, like talking about how great Sam Raimi was. Cause he put his own like spin on, on Dr. Strange. I'm like, that's what you that's do. You get a director that that does that is uh, either well known or it has their own style, and you let you tell them, all right, here's the story we want you to tell. Have fun. I'm like, I, yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Yeah, like, and that's and that's true. Like of a lot of movies, like you may not like all of them. Like we and God knows, some of them are definitely better than others. Some of them are the the off <laughs> like the, just the absolute worst. But you know, I'm I don't know, man. I feel like that's just the thing about Marvel is that. Some people are going to like them just because they like that particular style of directing or that style of storytelling and others are just not about it. Now, if you're a purist and you're like, oh, well, it's not Planet Hulk. It's not Thor Ragnarok. It's not, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever storyline from whatever Marvel, you know, it's not the Mandarin. Mm, Yeah. I'm like, I get that. Like we've, we've seen a lot of that, particularly with Moon Knight is that that that's not Moon Knight. That's not Stephen Grant. That's not Jake Lockley, you know, that kind Mm. of stuff. So I'm yeah. like, I kind of get that, but at a certain point, like if you don't like it, I've said it before, just like just don't watch it and let the other people who do enjoy it enjoy it. <laughs> like you don't, there's no one forcing you to go see this movie. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I think it's a bit weird because when, when you're trying to avoid spoilers and you don't know what's in the movie, you want to go see it, and then like it, it's bad if you're then disappointed because you were hoping something good. I I completely understand that. Um, yeah, I, I I get that as well. I mean, I have a lot of expectations for the Fantastic Four movie that when it comes out. If that movie ends up doing a big flop, I'm gonna yeah, I'll probably be the same way of like, boo, that movie sucked. That you know, all that like, I will have that same problem. But I'm at least willing to give it a chance. Is my thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Raimi didn't even see Wandavision, according to Derpy Game. That is a possibility. That is a definite possibility, considering the only Wandavision part he see, he does is that one uh like we have a couple of parts actually but like when she when she's in the dream world and she's dreaming about her kids she like we have that the one division like the the bewitched episode has that uh, theme is playing mm. and uh yeah like but we don't see vision we don't like there's not really any like mention of like agatha harkness there's no real like there's not not even quicksilver nothing like that yeah that's agatha harkness being missing and also just witches in general i thought was kind of disappointing because in one division you get this sort of setup that like the scarlet witch is this kind of like queen of witches and is part of like witch folklore or you know like legend so i would have liked it if more witches had turned up like when she took the throne if they'd been like called to her like to serve her marshall oh no oh my god he's back well it's marshall it's depressing though that you can't be in the in the chat. Well, you're only in the chat. You can't be, you know, in the room with us, Marshall. No. <laughs> oh, well, you know, screw you then. <laughs> didn't want you here know how. You know, you know what? Hang on, wait one second. You could shut the fuck up. <laughs> there you go, Marshall. That's for you. <laughs> no, but but in all seriousness, though, Marshall, it's good to have you back. So what? Uh, tell us what you thought of Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Was it everything you hoped it would be, or were you lame and didn't see it, like like Mister Action? <laughs> My money's going on you haven't seen it, Marshall. I'm afraid. But 
it's so good. It's so good. You can't. You have to go see. It's, Sam it's really good. I was I was completely prepared to be really disappointed going into this. To be honestly, I was like, I have no idea where they're going to do it. The first Doctor Strange movie isn't that good. I love it, but it's not that good. Doctor Strange in No Way Home was a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, see, Doctor Strange in No Way Home was an asshole compared to this Doctor Strange. Although, I, I mean, I argue that's because that movie was like the writer, director, whoever, like whoever was in charge of Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I forget the, uh, here, let me look that up real quick. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that dude, he was probably focused more on on the Spider-Man of it all. And that, like, you know, screw Doctor Strange. He's only here for the magic. Yeah, yeah, I and uh, do you know what? Kind of, I completely get that. Wanda gets that sort of treatment in this movie. Um, you do kind of feel like she should have been yeah. okay at the end of the movie, like, but she's yeah, not. Yeah, like you said, she has this whole thing of like where she where she got over uh, the death of Vision, like she gets over the death of her family in in WandaVision, and now it's like no, she's she's back on it again. Now she's evil, and and she kind of just gets like the like she gets put off to the wayside while we focus on Doctor Strange. Yeah, the only thing I sort of do the head canon I give myself to kind of like explain that away is that is that they talk a lot about how the uh, the dark hold like corrupts you and you kind of end one division where she's reading the dark hold and they try and say it's a bit more empowering like she's like a girl boss who's going to learn how to be a super cool witch but i'm okay with them going actually turns out still corrupted her it dro drove her mad yeah see like that idea that she was oh no i can control the dark hold no you're you're crazy you're and then dr strange doing the same thing i'm like I like how the difference is she gets black fingers, he gets a third fucking eye. Yeah, I I love it. I love the fact that it's called the Multiverse of Madness. I'm very much into this kind of like slightly sort of uh, H.P. Lovecraft sort of thing of like magic and madness being tied together. And like that seemed to be a lot of like what this was, was like, you know, the cost of like learning more powerful magic and arcane secrets as it drives you insane. Agreed. Oh, dear God. Haven't seen it because I knew it would disappoint you, Gilbert. Of course. <laughs> But yeah, and then Derpy Gaming jumps in. The movie disappointed him. Well, or them. I don't. I don't know if Derpy Gaming is a girl or boy. I'm assuming a boy. But yeah, either way. Uh, regardless of any of that. Uh, yeah. No, it was. I think it was good. Sam Raimi did great. The, the only yeah, like my only complaints really is that Wanda would kind of got like, the like she got like a, a backseat treatment. Like she didn't really like they didn't really flush out her character at all. Her whole her entire motivation begins and ends at I want my children. Which yeah, that was, a, that was a cool kind of scene at the end though, that where she actually gets the kids, like she she's all there, all freaking like gothed out, and the kids are like screwed, like the kids are scared of her, like they're they like they're crying and like don't hurt us please, like I thought that was really great. How like at, at the end it turns out that the only thing it could beat her is realizing that she in fact is a monster. Yeah, I I love that to be honest. It was it was kind of the only way you can really properly end that story, um, like and I like made complete sense to me. I like that. I think that was really good, like with America Chavez and like the whole actually, we're going to use your power and your power is going to fix this. I like that. I'm not so sure on the it brought you to the right place every time. Uh, like it's sort of Dirk gently in his holistic detective agency, uh, but it was okay. It was seven. He says it was, a, he says it was a, so I'm seven out of 10. But all right, that's actually not a bad grade. That's a yeah, that's, pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I, I thought that was a pretty good score, to be honest. Yeah, uh, honestly, one thing I wish that we focused on a little more, would speak to, since you brought it up, is the multiverse part of it. I would have loved to see more like them explore other universes. So mm. like that whole scene 
where we get kind of like the episode where it's like it's like the Ultron. Uh, we I mentioned it, the like Ultron Watcher fight where they're hmm. breaking through all the different universes. I would have liked to spend a, few, a little bit more time in there and like see because I'm gonna have to go back when it gets on Disney Plus. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that episode or watch that movie and like pause it at each point and be like, all right, so what is this a reference to? Yeah. So I wish we had done the more of that. I wish we had got at least one more universe. Uh, although I'm sure it would it was probably expensive to build that entire set with like that that whole like street with all those people like walking around like you know the the, the go on red universe. I'm sure it was probably difficult to build all that. So having to do that two or three times would probably be annoying. Yeah, I can see that. I I felt pretty happy with like the amount of uh, different places we go to. All right, so this is interesting. Derpy Gaming says anyone that thinks. Sorry, my dogs are barking. So, <laughs> but anyone that thinks this is a great film and one of the best Marvel movies uh, put to film is biased. Why is that? Why are we like? What are we biased towards? And what like what? Why do you, what makes you say that? And before, the, before the Hobbit. Yeah, so, before what, the Hobbit. Before the Hobbit. <laughs> so I, I wonder, is that your last name? Or are you trying to be like I'm the Hobbit? Like, yeah, like, it's like, Biffa the Hobbit. Yes, yeah, so I'm. Conf- I don't want to be racist, but I'm. I'm uh, like. I'm curious. So anyway, yeah, Harrison. Like, while we waiting for that for his response to Derpy Gaming, what 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 would you rate this movie? Um, uh, we'll make it out of ten. We'll, we'll, I, we'll go I might. That. I might be biased because I'm. I'm like, in terms of like making it a must-watch movie. I like. Like for me, this is ten out of ten. I I was so happy coming out of this movie. Like I um, you know, like like uh. I went into No Way Home expecting to come out like, we're like, yeah. And I did about a few things, but there was a couple of bits that really took it away from me. This movie didn't have those bits that took it away from me. I was like, yeah, all the way through this movie. And I am willing to bet a big part of that. It was because of like the gothic, like the crazy <laughs> gothic, like murder, like her murdering people left and right. Her like going all like scary and having making like horrific, like horror scene uh, areas. I'm sure that's something to do with that. Yeah, I, I would agree though. It, it was very cool. Like I, I think I'm No Way Home is probably going to be Multiverse of Madness at ten out of ten. Well, Harrison likes box office flops. How is this a flop? In what way is this a flop? I don't. I don't think. Also, hello, Joker voice. Welcome, welcome to the to the chat. And uh, Dr. Strange of the Multiverse of Madness a six out of ten. Wow, really. Mm. See, I'm gonna put it up. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's a ten out of ten because there, yeah, there were a few parts that didn't make sense to me. Like, for example, the the whole pl- thing about the whole ending of No Way Home is like everyone's gonna forget you, kid, even me. And then in the next movie, he's like, oh yeah, we did this whole thing with Spider Man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I suppose, but he didn't say you'd forget Spider Man. He said forget Peter Parker is Spider Man. Oh, that's a good point. I, so he I just knows that he, that he just knows that he worked with Spider Man. He doesn't know who Spider Man. Okay. Okay. Also, uh, Joker Boys said it's going to flop. I Joker Boys, I don't know, man. I, I'm not trusting your predictions, Joker Boys, given that apparently Disney's not doing anything with Fantastic Four or the X Men. I'm like, yeah, but we just get we got John Krasinski and uh, Patrick Stewart, which also really great death row, by the way. Like, I think I think that brings it up a whole letter grade. It would have been a seven oh, out of ten yeah. had it not been for that Patrick Stewart, like him standing there all brittle, man, just. And it's, oh it's, yeah. That was so good. That whole sequence, it was real good, like Dr. X. Like, you know, him going into her mind and trying to say, her. and I was like, like, Dr. X might be able to save her. 
we might be able to like get like good wonder out and have a fight and i was like oh no 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 no. dr x is done yeah no. <laughs> i like how yeah he's just sitting there he's like dr. he has that moment yeah professor i like how he has that moment where he's just like standing there he's like he senses her or something, and then he's just and, like her hand comes out of nowhere and breaks it uh He's saying it's having a very good opening weekend, true, projected to be just under 200 million, but it has 21 days to make another 400 million to break even. Not going to happen. Well, that's, well, you say that, but then I think to myself, I should go see it another time or maybe a third third time. So you say that, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's true because I feel like it was pretty good. Like I've, I've been loving this whole multiverse thing. Like what if has been awesome. Loki, great like multiverse of madness and no way home like all of these have been have been doing the multiverse thing incredibly well in my opinion and i mm. and the fact that we just continue getting like more of that lore like built off of it like it starts off with with the tba and variants then we then we start breaking into you know like now it turns out we have like other marvel other other marvel universes that the tba doesn't apparently have access to like you know the spider-man universe like the the raimi spider-man verse mm. like like we have the watcher we have all, like all of these things are starting to, to collide with each other and i am getting super into it and and it just like the, the possibilities are endless to me and i can't wait i think that's it i think like unlike say where you kind of had like the avengers where you get a bunch of things that come out and then they all need to come together into one crossover we're doing this opposite version now where we're spreading out into these infinite possibilities rather than aiming for one huge big moment where everything comes together we're going what the hell's going to happen out there it's really cool. Hmm. Okay, and I'll have to look into this. He says, you're going to have to see it at least 20 times. Don't fucking tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, China, Brunei, and other nations banned. Well, all right, China, that might be a problem. But I don't know. Is Egypt is Egypt or Saudi Arabia really a major... Are they major, like, moviegoers? Or are they major, like... I mean, you know, uh, they, every territory must be important, I, I would have thought. I mean, it's not like I'm not. I'm not going to disagree that you know money is money, but I don't know. Is it like when you say that Chinese audiences aren't going to watch it? Okay, that could be a major blow. But I'm like Egyptian audiences. I'm like, okay, I, I guess. I mean, but, whatever. I'm just like, you know, I I think it's a good movie. Like, I I couldn't care less whether it makes money for Disney. Funnily enough. Yeah. See, I and I mean, like Disney make enough money. They have they have all kinds of different scams employees. Like, didn't you see that that nonsense Star Wars uh, fucking hotel they did a few months ago? <laughs> like they opened it, <laughs> you know, like six thousand dollars a ticket. Oh, like, worth six thousand. It looks cool, but not six thousand dollars worth of cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, did you, didn't you see all those like those ploys that they do? I'm like, they they make enough money. I'm not worried about them about them having a bottom line. I'm. What I'm and, and even then, even if it doesn't make you know break even or makes four hundred million or whatever, I feel like we're still going to end up getting continuations of this just because they know that they're going it, to. It's a even if it's not a big money maker, it's still a money maker. Like people are still going to see this movie. People are still going to want to see it. Like the ne- when the next one comes out, when we get another Wandavision or another you know uh, Doctor Strange or whatever, uh, people are still going to want to see it, especially if they continue doing this multiverse stuff. And see. Says Derpy Gaming says, while I'm a DC fan, you'll probably hate me uh, for it. But my point is, this movie was a cheese fest. Marvel fans hate on DC films for being cheese and dark. Also, no character development. This film has all of those. Okay, so you're saying it has no character development. It was cheesy. And uh, like, all right, you know what? I don't know. I don't particularly agree with that. Like, on the one hand, it had its che- it has moments of being cheesy. I mean, that's that's true of all superhero movies across all things. 
Like, I will, you show me a superhero movie, I will show you a cheesy scene. Now, with that, I'm like, the DC, the DCEU, I'm like, I, I personally like when they, when they kind of uh, go into that. Like, I, I've been kind of like dreading the whole dark universe of it all. I, it's cool with Batman, but when you start adding it on to Wonder Woman and, and Superman and all that, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's, let, let's go back to the comedy. Let's go back to the fun. Let's remember what these characters are supposed to symbolize. So, but that's a, but that's a whole other thing. I don't, I don't know. Harrison thoughts. Well, I mean, like, I, I'm going to say this. The DC movies, I certainly am not going to hate you for, for being a DC fan because I don't think that's right. Like, because there are loads of good, well, there are some DC movies that I really like, is what I'll say. Like, I don't want to say they're good or not because that's a bit too much, but I really like some of the DC movies. Like, I really like Shazam. I think it's really good. So I don't think there's like anything to just say, oh, DC versus Marvel. Um, but the difference I find with, like, say, DC movies where, where you know, like, say, uh, the uh, ba- the Batman movies, as in, like, the Batfleck movies and the Superman movies, I just find them really dull. I don't find them entertaining and engaging in the same way that I find the Marvel ones. Um, like I said, I'm willing to accept there's some bias. Like I said, I'm biased because I love all the dark stuff in this movie. Like, I love all the witchcraft and stuff, um, which is why I personally rank it higher than I think other people would. Uh, but I don't think that, like, I... I like it just because it's Marvel or would rank it higher just because it's Marvel. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, for me, DC and Marvel both have their place. And I'm like, they, they need, they should honestly be working to like, well, not together. Like they, they don't need to mix together, but I'm like, they should be, instead of competing and being like, Oh, we're better than them. No, we're better than that. They should be working together and trying to, trying to like accent what makes each other good. Yeah. Like I think that for me personally, I found I really like it when DC doesn't really care about having continuity or making a universe when they're just doing like, we're going to make what works right for this movie. They tend to do pretty well, you know, and, and some of them were you know, like Shazam, I think fits into the, the existing DC universe fairly well because mm-hmm. it doesn't fit in that much. It's quite cute. You know, when Henry, Henry Cavill turns up at the end. <laughs> um, yeah. See, they do. I think they do well. Yeah. Like you're right. When they do standalone movies, like it's there's nothing inherently wrong with comedy or with with fun with like like fun stuff in in those movies, but yeah, like I think with you if you're looking at the dark stuff of DC, I'm not crazy about it. I just wish they would do it. They would stick to the characters that actually you know have that to them. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like we said, like we loved the last Batman movie, and the last Batman movie is like one of the darkest things they've done. <laughs> Hashtag Wanda is a villain. Well, we can agree on that. Yes, Wanda is totally a villain. Wanda's amazing as a villain in this. She's so cool. Says her only motivation was her kids. That I I agree. We I we talked about that as well. We wish that she that she got a little more flushed out, a little more of like she kind of got put on the back burner for this show as or for this movie as a bad guy. So we wish that she got a little better. But you know that's that's unfortunate. That's how it goes. Yeah, I think I don't know if we've said this yet. Uh, whether we think she's dead or not. Oh yeah, no, definitely. She I think she's alive. She's definitely gonna show up again, or her spirit, or something. Like we're getting an Agatha Harkness show. She has to show up again in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I think like we, you said it earlier that it's vague. Um, yeah, the death would just sort of we're we're to assume that she is dead, but obviously with movies, if you don't see them die, you can never really be certain. All right, so we got the uh, Hobbit up in here. Says I feel uh, Doctor Strange is a good movie. I tend to give low scores. Well, I mean, if that's that's fine. 
with this one. Okay, you know what? I don't know about the other two, but Eternals. I just looked that up. It just said it, it looks like Eternals made four hundred million, or yeah, four hundred and two million USD. Uh, so I'm like, I don't know if that's if that's including all box office and worldwide. I'm like, I don't think that's a loss, buddy. I, I, I as you said, I, I don't quite get why we're talking about whether they made money or not. We're just talking about whether we think yeah. they're good movies. Yeah, whether like, they're enjoyable or not. There, there are lots of good movies that don't make the money they deserved. That's true. Monty Python and the Holy Grail did not make a... <laughs> it, it deserved all the money and it didn't make a damn bit. All right, so... Oh, wow. Fan, at this point, I want it in the hands of Disney or even Kevin Feige, but that'll be a day Warner Brothers are a bunch of... Gre- <laughs> that'll be the day that Warner Brothers are a bunch of greedy scumbags that want to sell toys. Well... I, I, I think they. I think they are. Yeah, <laughs> I think they already. Pretty are. sure they are. I, I remember many, many, many Batman and Superman toys growing up. Yeah. So, yeah. But regardless of any of that, I, that that'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely think we do need DC. I think to be a something different from the MCU, so we can get something different, and we can because the MCU, if it's all just that, it's going to be way too much. And it's too much as it is sometimes. You know, I completely understand people who don't want to watch every show and every movie. Um, like, so yeah, like, uh, I think, you know, DC being something where you get something different from what Marvel's putting out, that's what it should do. So I maybe wouldn't want to see it run by Disney, but with the same sort of level of intent and like attention to detail, so they get that build up that Disney got, mm. that'd be good to see. I would agree. Like, see, I, I think that DC, they the problem with DC is that they rush stuff. They, if they, if they, if they, they stick to standalone movies, but if they don't want to do that, they just need to stop rushing it because that's their thing. Yeah. They, they've always been trying to catch up with Marvel, and that's their problem is that they've been, they've been trying to, they've been riding Marvel's coattails, trying to catch up with what they've done. And I'm like, that's, that's your problem. You guys need to do what you're best at and your own thing. Like, do your standalone, or honestly, if you want to do a, a connected universe, do some more animated films. DC is great at animated films. Yeah, they, they should put their, their animated movies, like, give them a really good budget and put them in theaters because people will go and see them. Hmm. All right. So I, I think we've pretty much come to a consensus. Like, we liked it. Some people didn't, and, and some people thought it was, it was all right. Like I think it's just the fact that we're that we're simps for the whole multiverse of it all. Like we we like the the idea of like other universes and other and like other worlds. Yeah, um, we definitely do. Okay, maybe I'm losing the math here, but I'm. I think we need to move on from this. But take two hundred million, which was the budget of Eternals, multiply it by three production costs, print and advertising, and, and variable costs. The safest number is to break even is is to times three. I'm like, I don't know. I, it I made mean, a, it made double what it was what it cost. It made 400 million and it cost 200 million to make. I'm like, that's a profit. I don't. Yes, yeah. there are other costs that are that are in there, but I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, if we go into yeah, like you know, if you go into all of those periphery things out there, then we're gonna need to go into the periphery things in terms of like the money it made back. Yeah, and not to mention merchandising. Not to mention all the toys that they bought that they're out there. I'm like, yeah. You, you, may talk, just... you may talk shit about Eternals, but literally sitting right there is one of, is like <laughs> an Eternals uh, fig, or figure that I bought after the movie came out. So I'm like, somewhere someone is making money off of me. <laughs> <laughs> I I respect that you enjoy the Eternals. I don't understand it. I, I think at the end of the day, I like Cersei. 
I really, I'm, it, it, what, what, what are like, you know what, Harrison, what is anything that I like really come down to? It's like, oh, look, an attractive <laughs> girl. <laughs> like, that's really what I've, I've noticed about myself is that I'm a little more biased when it comes to like females that I, that I find attractive. <laughs> but at any rate, moving on, I think we've, we've pretty much come to, I was wearing bargain bins before the movie was released. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about that, but okay. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Whatever, guys. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on. We, uh, so here I'm gonna I'll sw- I'll swap it over to this. Oh shit! Nearly stop that. So we're still on spoilers, but I'm I get the feeling that probably uh, our audience has seen the Moon Knight finale by now. Yeah, so I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna swap us over to this screen because it's not the Wand Division anymore. And then now, wait, wait. Now we got to go blue. Some, now is there somewhere? Oh. Yeah, because now we're talking about Moon Knight. Now we're in the Arabian Nights. All right, guys. Which, I'm joking, boys. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're here for this. Because what we wanted to say, you were wrong about so, so much. <laughs> so, so much. And I, I want to say, thank you. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a horrible thing. Yeah, no, but, but in all seriousness, though, it was actually, it, I think it was pretty good. It, it wasn't everything I hoped it would be. Yeah, I I, I think like um, it was fine, but I did expect a bit more from a finale. <laughs> was I? The, I mean, yeah, I'm, factually I'm, wrong. Objectively, <laughs> a couple of things at least. Yeah, whether or not we're going to get a season two, that's still out. But about whether or not she was going to become the female Moon Knight, that that was wrong. Like she became, I, I don't know, Hippo Knight. <laughs> like she, she became, uh, someone said the Red Scarab. Was a name that I heard for this uh, this hero the, the, that she becomes? Red Scarab. All right. Well, yeah. for, all right, hang on one second. Uh, I'm gonna have to stop sharing that because I don't know why, but for some reason, it's not allowing me to do that. Ah, huh. yeah, or, or it's not, or it's not showing me the thing. So, give me one second. No, yeah, but, uh, and we have that, and then, uh, and obviously, uh, we, we we had Jake Lockley uh, being revealed this season. Um, and uh, we, which again, I, I think suggested it's uh, Lockley, who's within that sarcophagus. Uh, didn't seem to be Conchu that was taking control of his body in those moments, uh, especially since that one of them happens whilst Conchu is sort of unconscious, it looks like, being dragged around by Ahmet. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like we have this whole part right here, exactly. It's right here where he's like, he's about to get, he's about to die, and then out of nowhere, Boom, he's fucking on top and he's won and the battle's over. And yeah, like it's because Jake Lockley took over. All right, Scarlet Scarab, a character from the comics that was, you guessed it, male, more gender swapping. Um, uh, all right, you know what? You, you like now you're changing the argument because before it was that she was going to become Moon Knight and she totally didn't. Like, fine, she became Scarlet Scarab. And yes, whatever, Layla doesn't exist. And that's like, that was not a thing. Like, they changed the character, fine. I'm like I don't see why that's a problem. Like, yeah, it works. It works really well in this story. Like, like, like with, with the way they build it up, and like then her becoming that, and the uh, relationship that she gets with the Tarawet works really nicely in this. It's a good payoff. I mean, they changed the character of Robin like six times, so I'm like, I don't see what the problem with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Rupro, <laughs> I feel the band hammer come. No, we don't do that here. <laughs> I, I don't I, I believe in I believe in second and third and maybe even twentieth chances so yeah we don't we don't do that here <laughs> but yeah so you know what like let's go ahead and just uh, talk about that like it, this wasn't a, this wasn't a horrible uh, change to me I'm like I 
again, this is one of those things. I think I've I've said this at least six times already in this and this episode alone. But I don't think I've ever I've, I'm not familiar with this character or with this with this uh, comic. So I'm like, to me, it's not a big deal of a change. And like, to honestly, the biggest problem for me was like, why does the hippo goddess have a scarab avatar? Yeah, I, I completely understand that that because like they don't really set it up very well. You'd think it might have something. It would be something more connected with like what you see her doing in the other side you know like on the the ship on the sands i guess i understand that, like scarabs can eat dead things maybe there's a connection there i guess i don't know but yeah like the point is that she doesn't become moon knight she becomes her own superhero which i so there was one line which i knew is instantly i'm like okay that's just meant for for like uh it's meant well for diversity purposes or for like, or for like to, you know, it's meant for children watching it. And there was one part where the little girl says, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she turns over and says, I am. And the little girl's just like, like also, yeah. you know, I'm like, that's, that's the only thing I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that was really me. on the nose. It was like, all right, guys, I, I thought we'd already established there was a kind of Egyptian superhero thing going on here anyway. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's the fact that she's an Egyptian, like not only is, is she an Egyptian theme, but she's also literally like Egyptian, uh, you know, in ethnicity mm. or like in, in, I guess, race. I, I don't know. The point is that, yeah, like that's, that was the whole point of that is that like, Hey guys, look, it's not a bunch of white boys. And I'm, yeah, it, it was, it was like, I, yeah. And I'm okay with that. I don't, yeah. I'm okay with that. It, it was an odd line. Um, I I loved uh, the. This scene was great. Yeah, this scene was great. Um, I was trying to think which to say first. It was disappointing that there weren't as many action scenes and decent fights as I wanted there to be in a finale. But of the ones there were, they were really good, and this was really cool. I loved the swapping between Stephen and Mark, and the different styles they had. Seeing Stephen get those two like um, I don't know what you call them, like just sticks. <laughs> yeah, out. I, I thought that was very daredevil for me, where he where he he's fighting. He throws the very... he throws the stick. It bounces off, and then he catches it as Moon Knight now. Instead of like that was really cool. The only thing I had a problem with, I think, is that where Steven is like out of nowhere, he's suddenly a badass with fighting. I'm like, I I guess whatever. It's it's like muscle memory nonsense. He said, I yeah, I sort of get it because like that is that the two of them are more like a single person now. So like you know, and, and like he said, because he is Mark, then. He uh, has Mark skills. I, I like that we've we've gone into that. Yeah, I I, I guess we can, can like they could tap now they're working together. They can like tap into each other's like skills and shit. It's like now Mark is probably like a bunch of uh, super smart. Like now he knows a bunch of shit about Egyptian lore. <laughs> yeah, and you know hopefully like can handle his emotions a bit better than just like becoming a completely different person. Joker Boy says, "I freely admit that I got individual story elements wrong." the overarching themes i was dead on i don't know about that because we still have moon knight here like he's still like again with with that whole you know i'm, I'm just gonna skip all the way to the end here with that end credit scene which i thought was ah, yes. so i love that by the way that we have this the, uh like probably the coolest scene of it all and it's, it's <laughs> he walks into this like giant rolls royce phantom this was so dope. The whole like gangster killing scene, <laughs> the conchu there in his suit. That suit's so fly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that looks really cool. I uh I love that. Like he I, looks like a French DJ. <laughs> I I want that. Like, I don't know how I would be able to get it's probably gonna be a, a super expensive Etsy buy, but I want that like bird skull mask now. Yeah, that's, uh, that's gotta be a pretty good cosplay. 
That uh, looks really, really cool. I bet you that thing is like if, if you actually had a realistic like that's obviously that's CGI, but if you had a real one of those, I bet you that thing's would be heavy as shit. Yeah, it's like you almost look like pyramid head. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. wow. The and etymology of names now. All right, yeah, sure. Speak speak Spanish. More diversity boxes checked out. I mean, oh. <laughs> can people not speak Spanish? Is it, is, it, is it illegal for people to speak Spanish? Yeah, Marshall speaks Spanish really good. He's from Birmingham. Yeah, dude. Like, white, one of the whitest guys I've ever met. And he speaks Spanish better than I do. And my last name yeah. is Santianis. Grew up in Spain. Uh, well, yeah, that's right. He said that, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, people can be multicultural. I'm like, I don't, I don't have a problem with with lot. And not to mention Oscar Isaac. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Oscar Isaac speaks Spanish. Like, he's, he's Hispanic in real life, I, I think. No, maybe not. I've, I've, I've no idea. Um, I have no idea. I, I think that if anything, I thought I personally, I thought that's what they were going for is that that was, that was their idea is that, you know, they're, they're actually going off of the fact that Oscar Isaac, but maybe I'm wrong. Someone in the comments, let me know. Mr. Action. Uh, the spoilers are gone for Dr. Strange, but we are doing spoilers for, um, ah, so you saw the finale. You said that the finale sucks. Uh, not, not even mid, it just straight up sucks. And so he says, we, we know our, things are dark. Are Mark and Steven free of conscience? I would say yes, because apparently apparently it makes the idea that Jake Lockley is not, but Mark and Steven are. And yeah, I, I'm not convinced they are. Yeah, it's, um, it's very possible that all three of them have to agree. Like, all personalities have to agree to get rid of Conchu before Conchu is actually gone. Yeah, yeah. And, like, whilst I will com completely say there's a plot hole there of, like, well, hang on, they didn't have to have all three of them to accept him in the first time. I would not be surprised if this is Conchu being a manipulative douchebag. Mm -hmm. I think my biggest problem is that why the hell can can uh, Harrow see him? Like, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know whether that's because Harrow is because is Harrow currently an avatar? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's currently the, well, he's currently the avatar slash like the host of Amit. Which yeah, is why they, which is why they shoot him right here to kill both of them. Yeah, so I guess that's why he can see Conchu now. I, that, I suppose that would make sense because yeah, he's technically he's like it's more uh, like Armit seeing Conchu rather than Harrow seeing Conchu. That makes sense. Yeah, just I, I was like I was sitting there like wait what? But but it was a small thing, and honestly, I thought the, I honestly thought this uh, scene was pretty cool, or this whole episode was really pretty cool to me. Like we get the whole part where that uh, here I'm gonna go to not that one. Come on, where is it? It's like it's like a Godzilla fight in Egypt between the two gods. Harrison, you still there? Sorry, yes, oh, yeah, dude. sorry. I'm here. You got me? So, yeah, no, there we go. But I thought that part was actually kind of cool, like having, uh, you know, giant, like, Amit and Conchu fighting next to the pyramids and shit. Here, if I see if I can find it. If I just As I just skip through every part of the episode. It was, yeah, I, I didn't know how to feel about it. Um, I don't know, because, like, a bit of me does want to go, oh, that's cool, it's giant things. But I, it's not as fun a fight between them. Um, it feels a there bit slow I don't know, there, there are some good bits i mean like <laughs> Konshu really hammers her with that stick it's kind of funny he says i find it hilarious you'll agree with me that changing the rules for agenda in star wars okay well the t the thing about that is that i don't i mean i i'm not sure when did i when did i agree to that part about star wars i'm not i'm not i forgetting about yeah I'm not, I'm not sure about agreeing to for agenda but like um, I, I do have a problem with changing certain things, certain like aspects of like of the canon or lore for Star Wars because yeah, that thing 
that's a much more grandfathered in, uh, you know, for me, that's a much, that's a much more important, uh, mythology. That's a much more important, I, like, thing for me. I think the point is that, is that, like, if it's a change that makes this, like, like, like the end product worse, then we're not fans of it. But I've not seen a single change in this, you know, and again, I've not seen a single thing in this. This made me go, oh, this didn't work. That was really, like, again, that, that, that bit, I, I do think it's a bit cringy, whereas, like, an Egyptian superhero? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why we had to say it out loud like that in the show. Um, because it just feels like it takes you out of the show. Uh, but everything that's happened in this has led to a really good story. And as and all right, so I show you as far as I want to talk about the blind spot. As far as a blind spot, I think if any, if there's a blind spot anywhere, it's the fact that I haven't read some of these comics. Like, like again, I've mentioned it before. If this were Spider-Man, we might have a different we might be having a very different conversation here. And talk to me again yeah. when we get to Spider-Man freshman year. It, it's like there's like completely about perspective. Because like we said earlier, um, with the derpy gamer like if if it's a story that means something to you like thor ragnarok and you get there then yeah i completely understand that's going to be disappointing uh, i haven't had this but like oh yeah. he's talking about he's talking about when we talk about ray like like changing the rules for ray like making her stronger okay i see what he's talking about like if, in order to in order for a gender push i'm like yeah but but that's the thing. That, that, that's what i mean in that instance i think it made the story worse i i, I think it got in the way I've not seen a thing in here that has got in the way of this story. This story has been told really well. They're bit so disappointing. Like I say, this whole fight here just wasn't as good as it could have been. I don't quite understand why an Arabic kaiju fight in itself would be lame. I don't see what makes that. What about that is just lame. I think it's a cool idea. They don't do it very well, but I like the idea. Yeah, no, I thought I thought the idea. Yeah, exactly. I thought the idea was cool. I thought that some of the scenes were cool. I thought like this was kind of like. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but I thought that was kind of cool. I thought like I got what I wanted. I meant, remember what I like. It was like I think it was episode one or two that I mentioned. I wanted to see the gods fighting each other. I wanted to see uh, you know different avatars with their different armors all kicking each other's asses. It wasn't quite how I wanted it, but I got what I wanted. And I'm like, okay, so you know, I'm a little. I was a little happy with that. That you know, actually, it, it, there was a payoff there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, and then with this one, I'm like again. I argue that I'm, I'm going to go with Harrison on this one, that when he says just apply the same standard across the board, whether it be Marvel or, or Star Wars, I'm like, it comes down to, does it make the story worse? And I mean, that's yeah. really, that's really a subjective argument um, and a subjective question, but I don't think that, yeah, changing this, like making Scarlet Scarab into a girl and then making, you know, that girl being someone who's never existed. I don't think that makes the story worse. Like it's not like, so we get a female superhero who, who originally was a guy. I'm like, again, I'll to bring back Robin. Carrie Kelly, one of the most one of the most like popular Robins that ever existed, a girl. I'm like, so I don't I don't see why that why that matters. Yeah, yeah, and no, I like say it, it, it's the same standard. It, it's the did this make the story that I'm watching, I'm reading, I'm experiencing? Did it make it worse? If it didn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> At least the episode showed where most of the budget was spent. I mean, we already knew where the budget was spent. It was absolutely in the CGI. Like that was <laughs> that was never in question. I'll be honest. I, I will say I think that's something that disappointed me about this is that I you know, I was expecting there to be even more budget. If if this is where they put the budget, I kind of wish they made it. They wish they used that money a bit better on that kaiju fight because it could have yeah. been more interesting. I'll admit this was kind of a waste of time. Like they have this whole thing where he gets out of the field of reeds, talks to Stephen, and then like the hippo chick comes up and saves them with her boat. I'm like that was unnecessary. Like yeah. But I mean, again, I like the Amit Kanchu fight. I thought that was all right. That I bit thought, there was better. That was more fun. Like when they were smaller. 
yeah, like them throwing each other around the chamber. I, also, one thing that really bummed me out is we didn't get to see the other gods fight. Like, I, like all their avatars just instantly got taken out, and that was the end of that. I'm like, I would have liked to see something more with that be done. But, you know, whatever. That's I Again, I understand that the majority of what they were focusing on was that end fight between uh, Harrow, uh, Moon Knight, and uh, Layla, and then also Khonshu and Ahmet. Like they they had a lot going on in that in that ending scene, so I I kind of get that. Let's see. Oh, that guy, that dude. Oh, that was one thing that we didn't mention. It was just what I liked. I liked the thing of Terawet. Well, I say I like it. The thing of Terawet talking through dead bodies. It was funny. It was weird, and I was like, that's cool. But it also, I think, took me out of the whole tension of the of the show. Like it felt a bit weird that she's there having like an animated conversation with a corpse, and apparently no one else has noticed this. Right? Yeah that uh, that doesn't make any yeah that didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, I thought it was I thought it was interesting to an extent because I mean whatever she's like the afterlife goddess or whatever the hell. So she yeah of course she had uh, powers of like that, but I just yeah no that was I thought that was part was kind of weird. Also the fact that she was like, that she's like like super giddy like when she's like oh i let me be your or you be my avatar and i'll and i have this whole thing i have this costume all all set up and ready for you like i don't know i thought that was a little weird like the, we talked about that in the last episode how the hippo chick like her a lot of her uh comedy or her a lot of her like comedy kind of went off by the wayside for us so yeah it, it too many comedy characters again this is like a weird little disease that marvel has that like this this one has to be funny as well and it's like ah it didn't have to be so yeah, Mr. Action, I agree with you. The part, most of the parts with Toweret or whatever, with the chick, Toweret, yeah, most of those parts I found cringe. But you know, whatever, I'm, I'll let it go. I will, I, I will let it slide for this one thing because it's probably not going to show up again because she's probably not going to show up again. So well, I, I guess presumably if we have a season two, Layla and the Red Scarab will be in it, so we'll still get some Toweret through uh, her somehow. Yes, unfortunately. Uh, Unfortunately, we will still have that. Okay, so that, yeah, now huh. that that's a weird thing though with 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 the Scarlet Scarab. Like, like again, like like you said, it's weird that we're going to have that continue, but it will just continue not to match you. Okay, so uh, Joker voice. Here's the, the now the beauty of all of this. I think is hilarious is that every single character that you're mentioning that gets gender swapped are characters that I didn't know and I don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> Like right. Mar Marvel gender swapping, like, and that's their thing. Ant Man and the Wasp. All right, guys, who who do we have that we can put? Like, maybe it is a a, a agenda thing. Maybe they are absolutely doing it to be like, all right, let's put more girls in the MCU. But the thing is that I don't know who Ghost is, so I don't care. Yeah, I, and like, I had a I had a very passing. Like, I, I knew about Taskmaster from a couple of cartoons. Yes, like Taskmaster, yeah. boy. But I'm like, eh. And then Marvel, like, yeah, no, the, the original Captain Marvel being a guy. I'm like, I don't. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. But like, like Captain Marvel got changed like years back in the comics and all sorts of stuff. Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, you got yeah, all like, sorts of different like, Apparently, yeah, the original Marvel was like he before he was uh, passed his powers on to Carol Danvers. Yeah, he was the Captain Marvel, and I'm like, yeah, but yeah, and he was chilling out with the Guardians of the Galaxy for ages, uh, defending the Infinity Stones and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, um, but I mean, that's my thing. Is that like that's that kind of shit? I'm like, we, 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 I'm glad you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy because like. That's the thing too, is that no one knew who these characters were. So that's why in my mind, it's okay to do it. Like if you start doing this with Luke Skywalker, yeah, it's going to be, obviously it's going to be like a ruining of the story, but you do that with these characters that are like 70 years old and barely anyone even knows about. I'm like, that's yeah. where it comes down to is that like, I don't, 
if it, if like I'm... if it were spider-man iron man if it were captain america if it were fucking hell i'll give it to if it were ghost rider then yes all of these things would, would have problems but the fact that it's you know taskmaster it's marvel it's ghost i'm like well and it's it's just that they have like nothing nothing changes if you swap the gens back like like those movies wouldn't be fixed if you change like like ghost wouldn't suddenly be a good villain in ant-man and the wasp if if well, ghost had a dick i'll tell you one thing yeah it suddenly changes the story if you make layla into a guy the whole story changes because now now we're agenda pushing the gays no no but I mean, but that, I'm serious. Like, think about it. You gender swap. The, the only thing that changes if you swap Layla's character to a guy is that now Oscar Moon Knight's gay. That's literally the only. That's the only thing that changes. I see there. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But but then I, I, like like you know I, then I, I guess. Well, what's up? Oh, it's like, well, I, I guess then you don't have that as a romantic subplot but then like you have like way too many plots going on because you have to set up like some dude who's just there to become the scarlet scarab at the end and you know, yeah. we also have to have a girlfriend as well it's just like i i see why they've done it and like i say i think the end result was see, better than if they'd tried to fit it in so yeah that right there but they they killed two birds with one stone but instead of putting his girlfriend his love interest and his partner in there like a, a sidekick or whatever in there they make them the one and the same and it, and in doing so Nothing really is lost in the show, in the episode, other than or in the show, other than well, she's not a blonde girl anymore. Mister Action, I we haven't I haven't seen your review on Moon Moon Knight. Um, do you want to send a link? We can pop it in the chat. Let's see. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. We yeah, we have not seen your review on Moon Knight, but we would love to see it. Let's see, the Joker Boy says, as of now, no season two. All returning characters get an insert character will return. Only Hawkeye, no second season, and Moon Knight have never gotten a will return. That's true. They have not gotten a will return, but then again, that doesn't necessarily mean they won't. Like, I don't think necessarily like that. That could just be laziness on the on the point of Marvel, or just the the assumption that they will. Also, you're right. It, it could very easily go down with we don't get a second season of Loki, we don't get a second season of Hawkeye, we don't get a second season of Moon Knight. Like, it's it's possible for all of that, but. I'm like, I just, why are they building it up to, to for a second? See, like, why all the Jake Lockley of it all? Why the, you know, having the Scarab, Scarab why all that if they're not going to do a season two? Yeah, like, and to be honest, I just have to live with that in general. Stuff gets cancelled all the time. You know, like, we, we have things turn up and then, ah, oh, they don't do that anymore. All right. That's that's my life as a fan of things. That's a fact. Thank you very all much, right, Mr. Right. Action. So, yeah, we will go check that out. And anyone else who wants to go see it? There's a link right there. Go check out Mr. Action. Let me guess, Mr. Action. It's a 30-second video, and it was it was mid. <laughs> this is like all right, Mr. And then Joker Boy says, but 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 I I'm I'm are you is there a, is there something you wanted to add, or is you just are you making fun of what I'm saying here? Because I I feel like it's a, it's probably the latter. <laughs> but either way, uh, I don't know, man. I don't think it's a big deal. And again, like None of it, like Moon Knight has been fine so far. Like it hasn't been the greatest show. Personally, I was still going to give that to WandaVision. Probably Loki after that. Yeah. But I, I said that before that it's because the multiverse stuff. If if this show involved half the multiverse shit that the other shows did, this show would probably be on my top on my top list. <laughs> yeah, which will be interesting to see if it, if it does because we it, like the doors open there because it could be that you know the asylum is part of a multiverse. Maybe I don't think so personally, but it could be. Um, and uh, like, 
I think it's interesting that you say like uh, that, that you know, you've got one division top. I do think that this finale has put it below Loki for me, this show. It potentially could have gone above Loki, I think, but the finale just, just didn't quite get there enough. The last couple of episodes, really good. This, nah, certainly yeah, was I, a bit mid. I still think WandaVision has it because of because of the fact that it just like it every episode did a really great like the whole like we've talked about it before how, how every episode did really great uh with their like way of doing a different TV shows and like different eras of TV and whatnot. And then also having like the the nonsense of like her being in the TV universe and then having the outside world as well. I thought that was all great. But for me, Loki is probably still gonna be number two. I think because uh and it and it'll stay that way just because it has I don't think anyone's gonna beat it because it has that one scene where Loki and Sylvie are like they're there's like they're in the city area like they're trying to get on that on like there's like they're trying to get on a train that's like leading to the last transport off this planet so they don't die and there's this whole scene where they have to like fight their way through the city and it's it's a really well done scene i just mm. i think it, it just did it really well and I, I nothing so far has beaten that i i do i i think i might agree with you on that let's see if this holds to the trend disney plus show from premiere to finale, it will lose viewers. All Marvel Disney Plus shows lose an average of twenty-five. Still, though, I'm like, I, I think we're past the whether or not like ratings and and uh, and how much money it makes because really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like it, the fact that they're still going with MCU movies, like the MCU movies aren't are as you as you've loved to point out, they keep on losing money, yet they keep on making them. I'm like, they're continuing to con they're continuing the story, they're continuing to do all these crazy things, and even some of them like. Something I would and not do. They're they're kind of doubling down on the whole Captain Marvel thing. Like if you watch, yeah. if you watch the Eternals, if you watch like Shang Chi stuff like that, they're kind of they're kind of doubling down on that. But you know, I'm like if the fact that they're the fact that they're still like sticking to it, I'm like dude, it doesn't matter how much money they lose. They're gonna keep on making these movies. They just might. The difference is they might end up making a few a few uh, creative choices that we don't agree with. Yeah, and you know how much money, how many viewers, anything makes isn't gonna affect how much I enjoy it. Mr. Action, what if is still my favorite show? I think that's a good choice for the favorite uh, Disney Plus show. That really is. What yeah. if is? I think it kind of gives like I don't know. I, I I love anthology shows. I love all the different stuff it shows me. Um, and I'm so happy that like, well, I know I can't say because I don't want to give you spoilers, Mr. Action. Yeah, no, it's. Hmm. Go watch Doctor Strange. You'll understand why why multiverse why what if is actually yeah it's it's probably deserves damn that's uh, second or third. Mm. I'm still gonna say it's below Loki, but yes, it's still. <laughs> I don't care if the episode went nowhere. That shot was beautiful. That entire scene was beautifully made. I don't feel that episode went nowhere either. I, I I think that's true. I mean, it went on to the next bit of the plot of Loki. All right, you know what? That's bull crap. You're getting served a crap sandwich, but before you were getting served quality for eleven. Not everything was quality. Yeah, I wasn't. I was being served the Incredible Hulk. I was being served Iron Man two. I was being served for the Dark World. Iron Man. <laughs> like... I was being served Iron Man three. I was being served Ant Man number one. I was being served like, dude. I was. There are so many things that were that were bad about the original MCU. Like, don't don't come at me with that. That you were being served quality. Yeah, I like. Oh, I, who's got a blind spot? There were loads of people. Like, like I love the the first Thor movie, but there are so many people who hate that first Thor movie. It took place in my state, and I still hate that movie. <laughs> anyway, okay, <laughs> fine. The video I sent y'all is just 
a guy saying mid. Uh, don't don't get me so. All right, Mister Action. I'll tell you what. We will download that video and I'll make it part of our. I'll put it in the rotation for for our like reaction mid. stuff. <laughs> I go, yeah, I, I'm I'm a cum, I'm culminating or yeah culminating culminating yeah. I'm, I'm I'm yeah I'm getting a nice little uh, nice little thing of uh of, of videos like from my Dave Chappelle to my you know Spider Man dancing to the Nixon saying shut up Dan-. I'm getting a nice little thing so yeah Mr Action you'll get a you'll get one in there too it'll be <laughs> mid 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 <laughs> and that, and I'll and I'll have that ready for you so for whenever you show up I'll just like, oh here we go we already know and we'll play it and we'll, <laughs> we'll know your response before it even starts. All right. Although it says, Mr. Action says Iron Man 3 wasn't that bad. And I, I agree with you, Mr. Action. I quite enjoyed Iron Man 3. Mr. Action, <laughs> I, 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 get this thing off my fucking screen. <laughs> Do you hate Iron Man 3? I hated it so much. It was so oh. bad. The only good thing about Iron Man 3 is that end scene where all the Iron Man armor show up. Because So I was with one of my, I was my ex-girlfriend at the time. And if you if you ask her, you don't you don't know her, you don't already will. But if you ask her, she'll she will tell you like the the only part of that movie I liked is when the Hulkbuster armor showed up, and I'm like, oh my god, the, I, I I like grabbed her, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the fucking Hulkbuster, and she's like, cool. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. And just, I just got all excited. And I'm just like, yeah, that was the only part of the movie I liked, and the rest of it is kind of a crap sandwich. Ah. Okay, maybe because actually that's a good thing because I didn't know anything about the Mandarin. So when they like like they do the whole reveal with Walter or whatever his name is, Nigel, I really like it. Yeah. All right, take it easy, Joker voice. We I, I might jump into comics and cosmetics as well. Got to defend my Moon Knight, and then <laughs> not only that, yeah, and waiting for that MCU movie episode that might take a minute. But uh, we need to, we need a bigger panel for that one just because it's going to be a, a lot more people. I mm-hmm. I need a man. I need Amanda, and I need and I need at least one one other person who who's like. Maybe not uh, positive, but is it like in the middle? Right, we have you. We have the negative. We need a positive. We need a middle ground. <laughs> all right, get a spectrum. Yeah, exactly. We can't. We can't just be shitting on the MCU movies all all for like two hours. All right, Mister Actually says the show was fine, but a lot of missed opportunities. A little disappointing. I mean, again, I need to. I need to brush up on Moon Knight. To, to truly appreciate what people are saying with that and like how many missed opportunities or what could have been done better. I really need to brush up on, on what was like done in Moon Knight or what. Yeah. It'd be was... good if uh, like people could recommend some like good, like Moon Knight storylines to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if anyone, that's a good question. Let's go a call to arms. If anyone knows any good Moon Knight comic books, like we we've mentioned so many different Spider-Man, so many different Batman, so many different, like, you know, there are a billion different ones that we can name off of those but how if you guys know any moon knight ones tell us because i would love to go look those up i will i will find it i will read it and then maybe my maybe next time my opinion will change that oh turns out they fucking suck <laughs> but as it is right now it's the it's the, this the thing is that i just haven't done my homework and until someone tells me like a specific one i'm not going to go looking through like 70 years of moon knight content just to find just to try to find one good comic like I'm sorry, guys. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's t- I mean that that's the the eternal curse of comics. That's the unfortunate thing. All right, we're pretty much running up to the to the end here. I think uh, we yeah we kind of jumped around. There wasn't a whole like we didn't really focus on like the details of it all. We just kind of gave our our like basic because uh, our I mean let's be honest the main the main focus of this episode was Doctor Strange. Let's oh, yeah. let us be oh, completely yeah. and utterly honest here. 
Uh, but yeah, so I'll ask, what do you, what would you rate this uh, episode, Harrison? What, what did you give it? And then also, actually, then also, I have the second one is, what do you rate the entire series? Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I am going to rate this one. I'm going to rate this one 3.5 out of 5. Um, because uh, yeah, because I, th- I think they didn't do a good enough job as on a finale as they should have. Um, some good things, but just not quite as good for the finale. Um, uh, but overall, I will give it a four. No, maybe a four and a half. Yeah, it's a really good show. Four and a half. All right, that's not so bad. And now, uh, Mr. Action, you say six and a half out of five, out of ten. All right. Oh yeah, we were doing out of ten earlier. Jesus God. <laughs> <laughs> or seven and a half out of ten. Three and a half out of five. So, all right, so he says three and a half, uh, three out of five for the episode and three and a half out of five for the entire series. Not bad. I'm going to give it because of it, because of the, of, like, had a really, a couple of really good episodes. Like that last episode with the, with showing his origin was yeah. really, really good. So, so I'm going to give, I'm going to give the full series probably, I'm going to say same thing, like three and a half, maybe, maybe a four. And then the, this episode, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give, I'll go, I'll, I'm going to go with Mr. Action. I'm going to say three and a half or three out of three out of five. It wasn't okay. bad, but but it wasn't like the finale I was hoping for. It it could have been it could have done more. It could have been a little longer. It could have been ten minutes longer, and you guys could have done more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been better. I think you're right. The fact that it was so short is just disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. See, I'm like, I just, hmm, I wish they could have done a little more with it. And that's a lot of Disney Plus shows that that they don't. They just. For whatever reason, they they like their thirty minute episodes, and I'm like, guys, you, you guys, we would sit here for an hour. We would totally sit here for an hour if you if you made us. <laughs> <laughs> we finally agree on something. Yep. Yes, we do, Mr. All right, guys, I think that's where we're ready to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching our episodes or our episode. Thank you for listening to us to us rant about Doctor Strange and about Moon Knight. Uh, if you like our if you like our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, comment below. And you know, always make sure you jump in on the on these live chats because we like hearing about you. We like hearing from you guys. We like talking. And you know what? We'll, you never know where the episode will go. We, I totally wasn't planning on talking about you know whether or not the movie made money or did anything. <laughs> That's how it ends up happening on this show. <laughs> but you know what, guys? And uh, also check out our other videos because we got awesome audiobooks from our buddy Harrison here. We got one audiobook that I'm not. Uh, we got one audiobook from me, but I'm not sure when I'm going to be getting that one. Uh, good news is today I'm going to be finally starting work again on uh, Last Ronin and uh, oh, other yeah. and other Star Wars audio comics because the semester is finally over for me. So I will. Everyone who's been saying, "Where's the Last Ronin number three? It's coming, and it'll be here <laughs> hopefully by the end of by the end of next. Like I, I'm not going to promise the end of this month, but I'm I will try. I will. I promise you, I will try to get it out by before Kenobi gets here. <laughs> I doubt it's going to be that soon, but I'll try. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, check out our audiobooks every week. We we have another one. Uh, we're currently doing Death Troopers, which yeah, it's yep. awesome. I love how that one that's become a fan favorite on here, and it's been doing it's been doing so well. I've been I've been enjoying listening to it. It's a real good book. It's a real good book. And we haven't even gotten to the zombies yet. I know. <laughs> Let me keep talking about zombies, but there's no zombies. <laughs> all right, yeah, but guys, if you but like I said, if you, if you like all that, like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, follow uh, follow us personally on Twitter. And then, uh, yeah, make sure you guys share our videos and, and let people know about us because a big part of our of our growth is word of mouth. Uh, uh, but, yeah, guys, that has been Fulcrum Entertainment Podcast. I have been Gilbert. This has been Harrison. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. And remember, as always, we are all Fulcrum. <laughs>